0: Yeah, when you're down three games to one, you have to remember how many clauses are required to make sure that you ultimately win the series four games to three. So that's why there was the, the stutter there. Welcome back to Becky All Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hogsworth here with you to preview Game 5 of the NBA Finals, which is happening tonight. The Nuggets could very well close this out and capture their first championship in franchise history, and they are mighty big favorites to do so. Joe, eight and a half points. Denver Nuggets, they are the favorite, and it is even juiced in their direction. The total, mighty low for this series at and half. That continues to sink. As far as side and total, any preference here?
1: Uh, yeah, this is uh, – I-, I find this to be a really difficult spot if you're going side. Maybe not as much with total, and that's something uh, we've been talking about throughout this playoffs. Uh, side for sure. Uh, Bet MGM. For the title minus 5,000, minus 5,000 in favor of the Nuggets, if I'm doing anything as far as full game. I, I've gone back and forth on first quarter, first half. I think you can make a strong argument for either side, that mm-hmm. Denver played around earlier in the series. Last time they were at home, they lost because they, de- they weren't taking their opponent seriously and they thought they were going to cruise to a victory. Whatever, you can make a case. Or you can make a case that, hey, Miami, their last stand, you can never count them out. They're going to come out with adjustments. They're going to be ready to go from the, from the job. I, I'm i sure we're going to hear both. What I do find interesting about that number is, if you look at BAM, it's Denver minus 2.5 for the first quarter. But if you do look around, you see Denver minus 3.5 right
0: mm-hmm. now. So I wonder
1: if we're going to continue to see that move across the board elsewhere, first half minus 4.5. There are fives out there in favor of Denver. Um, but, yeah, for me, not looking side, full game, or uh, some. Of these derivatives, I I would only look to the total more interested in some of the player pops, but total-wise, at this point, later in the series, only consideration for me would be an under, even though we've seen this number throughout the series. Drop drop around 10 points now.
2: I was looking at first quarter, first half as well. Um, For me, it's like game two. We all know the Heat won, and what, by – Seven points. So it was, you know, the closest um, three. score as well. It was three? I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> One day yeah, Deborah had a chance. Yeah. To... Yeah. Even better for my point because it was an all out effort by the Heat. Everything was hitting, everything was going their way. And then you listen to the Heat players like, remember how confident Jimmy Butler and them were in all those press. Post game press conferences. Now it's kind of like mm-hmm. instead of we're going to win, it's like we're not going to quit. You know what I mean? Or it just seems right. like they know what time it is. <laughs> they know. I mean, they even Spolstra. They've tried to. They've tried everything, and it's just like they It's not going to happen. They know it. I. I think I'm going to stick to props again. Um. I don't. Oof. I, I could see the Heat covering that number and it being a closer. You know, like Joe was saying, the, their backs up against the wall. This is it. they, It's do or die for them. But uh, I think I'll be more looking at the prop side of things.
0: I won- yeah, I wonder if, if there is some value here. I mean, if you're going to bet on Miami, you might as well take them on the money line because goodness knows that they have role players who can get hot from three. And what's especially intriguing, and it was really important that we heard from Jimmy Butler here, was that we haven't had the quintessential Jimmy Butler playoff game these entire finals. Not a one. Like, he's had some decent performances, but he hasn't had Jimmy freaking Butler that kind of caliber of a performance. And I wonder, Mm -hmm. you know, is it going to happen? Well, it has to happen tonight, or it's not going to happen at all. But even if it does happen... Like, can the Nuggets sort of overcome that and win? So that's the first question. The second question is, if it doesn't happen, then don't we rethink Jimmy Butler just a little bit? Because, yes, the, the Nuggets, you know, they're big, they're long, all of that stuff. But Jimmy Butler does need to have that kind of classic performance for us to assume that he is one of the great playoff players in the NBA, right? And if it's going to happen, it's going to happen tonight or or it's not going to happen at all. And that makes me wonder, okay, is he 100%? Is he injured a little bit? There's a lot to him that I find really intriguing here that not that he hasn't showed up, certainly he's played hard, but he hasn't been the guy that we, you know, sort of pay our tickets to go see here.
1: Yeah, I get what you're saying. I kind of feel that we rethought our position on, Butler, because he's doing early in the playoffs, are you saying we should do that again? Uh, you know the whole playoff Jimmy stuff. Look, look. I mean, what is he? Thirteen years into the league, and it's the end of a long playoff run, and there was an injury earlier on. I, I'm not going to recalibrate Jimmy, and I, 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 I wasn't going to walk into next season and say that Jimmy Butler's a top ten player in the league. I wasn't going to do that. I was looking at a player that. Would rise to the occasion and carry his team at times when healthy, I just don't think he has anything left at this <laughs> point like that that's where I'm at with butler I'm not going to rethink uh, my position on him uh, given everything that we've seen him go through in the playoffs but uh yeah, uh, what about you, Ed side total um anything as far as that goes before we jump into props <sighs>
0: Uh, uh, You know, I don't necessarily feel strongly one way or the other here. Uh, If I were to pick a side, I would probably take the Nuggets here, uh, perhaps in a blowout because, you know, we've had a couple of games now where Miami's role players have been in a position to succeed. Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, all those guys, like they've been put in positions to perform well. And we haven't had that one classic performance by somebody who's just gone off. And if it hadn't happened in Miami, then I don't know how it's going to happen here in game five. At some point, the offense is basically dead to rights. And I, and I think that's kind of what we have here. You know, sort of using props to get to the spread here. Butler's uh, point prop is 26 and a half. That seems mighty, mighty low for somebody who really should have a playoff Jimmy caliber performance to me. This This to me is suggesting that if you're looking at you know, all the various elements that could very well be sharp, it leads to the Nuggets winning this going away. In fact, if you do think that Denver is going to win this going away, then there may be an alternate spread for you uh, that, may, that might make a good bit more sense. I did it at the start of this series. It didn't cash out for me. But definitely I would say, like, if the Nuggets are going to win this thing and cover, then they're going to do it going away. And this is going to be, you know, more of a party than it is a basketball game than anything else. So you may want to yeah. look at, say, 13 and a half, 14 and a half, something like that.
2: It'll be interesting to see what Spolstra does with the starting lineup, but Jimmy and Bam are both averaging more than 20 points per game. So I guess you could look at the Jimmy Butler over. I just think he's not a hundred percent or he's just something. Right. If he had the whole playoff Jimmy in him, we would have seen it by now. It's just, it's not that he's playing poor, but it's just not, there's not that, you know, extra oomph that we were seeing in the other series. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Uh, there's no question about it. And and with that, what have we seen in their three, three losses? 93, 94, 95 points in this era from the Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. 93, 94, 95. I mean, that's what we were seeing. Was it Boston at the end of the last series where they were being held mm-hmm. 100? Like, what is going on here in this playoffs with, with the uh, mm-hmm. super high offensive efficiency? Uh, as far as props, now I'm going in expecting – it's gonna, that it's going to take a lot. Now, maybe we do see a blowout in favor of Denver, but it's going to take a lot for Spolster to wave the white flag and take those <laughs> starters out, They're the big minute guy. Like, we were just talking about the Butler prop, and I'm considering Bam. He's been averaging 22 and 13, 22 and 13 every game in the series. So I, I'm looking at his number, and we know about the size disadvantage there. But um, Bam for points and rebounds is 30 and a half. So, considering the over there, and also since Duncan Robinson keeps going over one and a half made threes, now they've juiced that up. I think another way to attack that prop for me would be with the points. I'd rather do that than, you know, pay juice of minus 140, minus 145, and one and a half threes. So, eight and a half points in this series. He's gone over that eight and a half, three of the four games, and six of the last seven games overall. So, uh, I would look at Duncan Robinson points instead of made threes tonight. Hmm. He he is Drops a bit more of a driver for- there. Yeah.
2: I was going to say the props have been great Uh, on Friday. The Aaron Gordon over points and assists hit. I'm going to be on that again. I still don't think they have much of an answer for him. I'm sure he won't go off for 27 or whatever, but at 16 and a half over for points and assists, I'll be back on that. And the Jamal Murray double-double, it's all the way down to a cute little plus 160. I remember when it was (laughs) plus 370 like two games ago, but I'll be on that again again. And then, Joe, you got me thinking about something when you're talking about the Heat being that, you know, high-powered offense. What about a team total under 99.5? I don't know if that's the best number, but they only went over that once, and that's the game they won, right?
0: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice,
2: what would you like the power to do mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices message and data rates may apply bank of america and a member fdsc yeah,
0: yeah they, they scored 108 uh in that game too the one game they've won in this entire series and again it's that size and length uh by denver that's giving miami all kinds of fits i mean look he he they play a, a slow tempo kind of offense to begin with mm-hmm. and so for Miami to impose its will, it's going to be a lower-scoring game. And so there are ways that we get under this total. And Miami still wins outright, and then we have a game six. That path is very much available. It's also available that Denver gets out to some humongous lead, and basically there are white flags waved and a bunch of role players playing the final few minutes in this contest. That's also a path for this to go under. And so that, that makes a whole lot of sense to me. I also really, really love, Aaron, your, po- your point about Aaron Gordon, because I do want to make an Aaron Gordon appreciation post <laughs> real fast here and why I'm also tailing you as far as this over is concerned. This is the best defensive season he's ever had. His second full season with the Nuggets. His on-off defensively is negative 6.1 points per 100 possessions. That's in the 92nd percentile among those who play at his position from cleaning the glass. And then from NBA University, Aaron Gordon is shooting 68.4% from the restricted area in the playoffs. So you've got a guy mm-hmm. who's imposing his will at both ends of the floor going up against a smaller team in Miami. Aaron Gordon mm-hmm. can pretty much do whatever he wants. And this may well be a situation where the, where the Heat go, okay, we got to contain Jamal Murray as a passer. we got to contain Jokic as a passer. There may be a little bit of Aaron Gordon iso ball here that could make a lot of sense as far as hitting these props. He may very well go off and be that sort of second scorer for the Nuggets. That is a serious possibility and why I'm loving this prop.
1: Okay, yeah, good point with the points and rebounds. I mean, he's been very consistent Uh, last couple games especially. With uh, PRA, all all of those stats, at least five assists in each one, at least seven rebounds in each one. And then we saw him go off with the scoring the other night. Uh, One other quick side note before I forget. How about Murray? Ten assists lead now in the series. He was, we talked about him being three to one going into that game on Friday to be the assist leader for the series. And now it's looking more and more like this is going to be on the shorter side, and he has a 10-assist lead because Jokic had another one of those four assist games. He had to sit with the foul trouble.
2: Yeah. I love it. Yeah, Aaron, I love just doing? how like more and more well-rounded Jamal Murray is and his development as, as the – playoffs have you know progressed uh, just a quick question when we were looking at totals you know and the significant drop off between you know when it comes to game six and sevens my did it ever come up like in elimination games was there any kind of trend there i would think under but i wasn't sure if that had come up in any of your research
0: I, I did not mark the games that were elimination contests, and yeah. that's certainly something that I can look at uh, if, say, there is a game six here or we you know, have a little bit of time during the offseason. Uh, mm-hmm. But if, if I had to think intuitively without sort of looking at the data, I, I don't know if it would matter. I think there are ways where we've had elimination games that are mighty close. We've had some that were absolute blowouts. And I think too, you know, where it is in the series may also matter because if say it's a game six, which is going to be an elimination game inherently, where you have, you know, a team that's on the losing end of it and there's nothing they can do to come back, then sometimes you might surrender just a little bit sooner and then that may lead to an under. So that may be something to think about here. Yeah.
2: Yeah especially in the finals we've talked about it sometimes these teams play better competition in the conference finals as opposed to the actual nba finals where you might see some more blowouts too so that could skew the trend or the you know make it kind of lopsided
0: certainly and that's the thing is that you're just looking for general ideas and sometimes that can be a little tricky if you're sort of parsing things down to game five elimination contest what did that mean and You know, so it can get a little bit tricky, but definitely something I'm curious, you know, now that you bring it up and can look into that. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up, we go to BetQL Court and why some of us hate weddings right here on the BetQL Mm -hmm. Network.